Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As monotheists, that is, those of us who believe that there's only one God instead of hundreds or thousands or millions of gods, as others believe, as monotheists, there is a probing question that I believe we should consider. Is the one God we believe in big enough for everyone? When I say big, I obviously do not mean big in terms of physical size. God is not restricted by space and time, so our Lord's bigness would not be measured by those dimensions either. The question rather focuses on God's nature, will, favor, and desires for humanity, among other aspects of our Lord that could be considered exclusive or inclusive. In other words, If there really is only one God, and we believe that the one God really loves and desires the best for everyone, is it possible for all the many very diverse cultures and people throughout the world and throughout history to experience that one God in the same way? As a sort of counterexample to what I'm saying, uh, ancient cities around the Mediterranean, in the Middle East, and beyond, they all had their own deities that they worshipped. Athens obviously worshipped Athena. Rome worshipped the goddess Roma. There was even a town in what is now Iraq that worshipped the god of death. Kind of gnarly. The differences in culture, economy, traditions, and much more were easily attributed to the differences between the deities that they worshipped. Makes sense that different gods would have different followers. As Christians, though, we believe that there is only one God who made everyone everywhere. So on the one hand, how do we explain the wide difference and diversity that exists in our world when it was created by one and only one creator? On the other hand, and I think more importantly follows this question, is our one creator able to be experienced as equally loving and good? by the wide-ranging people throughout the world and throughout time. Is our God big enough for that? Or does God desire for us to conform to be certain sorts of people before we can experience God's goodness and grace? I used to think and believe in a God who was too small to encompass and embrace the whole world. There was a time when I considered that a person had to think and act in a certain way before God could show them grace, love, and mercy. While in theory, I believe that God loved and forgave everyone equally. In practice, I believe that many people live and act in such a way that made them beyond saving. As though God cannot overcome people's peccadilloes, prove more faithful than we who are fallen, or show more grace than a judgmental teenager. I believe that God desired to micromanage our every thought and action as a cosmic behavioral policeman. In turn, I also believe that there was a sort of prototypical, almost mythical Christian that God wants us to be, 
or at least try to become. Lo and behold, that model person that I thought God wanted us to become would require a lot of conformity from a lot of different people in a lot of different places. What I did not realize, uh, I did not realize I was doing while thinking and believing this way was making God small and petty in my mind. Not that God is small and petty, mind you. It was just that my thoughts and beliefs about God were small and short-sighted. This version of who I believe God to be could not love or forgive people for failing as parents or children, watching certain movies, listening to the wrong kind of music, having sex outside of marriage, getting divorced, being gay, having certain political opinions, or a myriad of other little things that I considered beyond the pale at the time. Incidentally, the judgy and petty ways in which I viewed the world were reflected in who I thought God was. In a sense, I attempted to recreate God in my own image, and that God was too small to have the whole world in his hands, as the song goes. But our God, our true God, is beyond any limitations we might place on our Creator in our heads or in our hearts. The one true God is bigger than anyone can imagine. There are no limits to God's mercy, no limits to God's love, no limits to whom God can save. God is more gracious than we can dream of, limitlessly loving towards all, better than what we can envision in the best of our mortal minds. The Creator who existed from before everything began also exists for everyone. Isaiah prophesied in our text for this week, Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last. Besides me there is no God. This is not a narrowing statement, but one that opens us up to a God who is beyond all praising and all understanding. The whole wide world with all its intricacies, differences, varieties, unique people and places, exists in the deep and wide imagination of God. There is no other rock on which our hope is founded. But that does not mean that God is stuck or small. God is overall, before all, and most importantly, for all. Not only is God big enough for the whole world, God is also big enough to take on the deepest parts of who we are. Just as God looks upon a wide world full of a variety of people and places, God also look, looks upon the great differences that make us who we are with complete and endless love. The work of the Christian is not to change who we are before God can love us, but instead learn to accept that God has always loved us along the way. Whether we are at our highest highs or trudging through the most miserable moments, God is forever reaching to bring us to wholeness and make us holier than we can ever do on our own. God is near to us in our holiest and our most godless moments. 
And perhaps the greatest aspect of our Lord is that there is simply no limit to who or how God loves. May we be renewed in the hope of in the hope of the limitlessness of our one and only Lord today and forever. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you'd like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.